0: In today's show, we're looking ahead to Friday in the NBA. What we're watching for, streaming options, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. As you're well aware, I didn't do a recap show today. Um, Energy went into trade deadline stuff. Um, Thought I'd do this one for some streaming action, but um, you've been up all day. So no streaming show for the four games on Thursday. Um, you can, If you're a member of Basketball Monster, you can see my comments over there. This is about um, the games on Friday. There are 11 of them. There's a lot to talk about. Morning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first game that we're going to take a look at is the Suns and the Pacers. Back-to-back for Phoenix. The Suns are one-point favorites here. Um, obviously, Kevin Durant is not going to be available, but Devin Booker will return. He He sat out today's game for rest. And then we've got the uh, the interesting injured players. Or the other, or the injured players. We don't know if Landry Shaman or Cameron Payne is going to play. I'm expecting both of those guys to be out, but I don't know that yet. And then there's the traded guys. Will, um or the traded guy, TJ Warren. Will he play? Or Darius, but well, there's guys. Baisley as well. We don't know whether they're going to play. For the paces there, guys traded in like George Hill, Sergio Barker is going to be waived. Um, Jordan Wara, I don't think they really, we don't need to pay much attention there. But, what was interesting with the Suns lineup today, they started Damian Lee, but they also started Jock Landale, waiting to see before Durant and Warren came across. So will Landale get another opportunity? What about Tory Craig? Like I, I think Craig at this point is probably going to lock in as a starter. They lost two starters and one of them is going to be replaced by Durant, but there's still an open gap there. So will it be Landale? Will it be Lee? You know, when, is Warren going to play this game? I highly doubt that, but that is things we need to watch is what happens with the Suns front court. For the Pacers, last game was really disastrous for Benedict Matherin. He barely played. They prioritized guys like TJ McConnell over him. Now, I don't think that any of the traded players are going to be a big deal here. Like, Nuora, maybe, but I doubt it. George Hill, I doubt it. But we need to see what the hell Matherin's role is. And if he's a 25-minute-a-night player, he's not a 12-team league guy. He didn't even get 25 minutes last game. What did he play? Like, 13 minutes? Yeah, that's disastrous. And since Halliburton's returned, he really hasn't done anything also want to watch Aaron Neesmith, who it's really hard to track when he's going to be good or not. That makes him very tough to consider as a 12-team league guy, I don't think he's a must-roster player for that very reason. But let's see what he's able to do. Let's see if there's any change to the rotation. Do they stick with this nonsense of Daniel Tice as the backup? I think they might, and that's something we've got to watch. Second game we'll look at is the Knicks and the Sixers. We know Mitchie Robinson is going to be out. I don't know whether Josh the Hitman Hart's going to be available. He was traded, obviously, a day in advance of the trade deadline, so there's a possibility that he is ready. Um, I don't expect Jalen McDaniels to be available for Philadelphia. He could, but I don't expect him to be available. And then there's Joel Embiid, who's questionable again, with that foot issue, which I think is going to appear on every injury report. For the Knicks, I want to watch uh, Grimesy. This briefcase and this haircut... I really think he's going to lose a lot with Josh Hart arriving. I don't think they'll start Hart immediately, but how the minutes go with Grimes, Barrett, quickly, Hart is going to be really interesting. I already had Grimes as a drop before this trade, so he's not getting better to me. But let's watch how the role plays out. And then also Hartenstein, who was getting those minutes ahead of Sims, but last game got into foul trouble. I expect the minutes to go back towards Hartenstein here, but who knows? Thomas Thibodeau does weird stuff all the time. So let's see what happens there. And then for the Sixers, Tangles, Tyrese Maxey. He's been shocking lately, like really... Poor performing, like not getting minutes, shots not going in. He played his last three games, 27, 24, 22 minutes as Melton has pushed up to 30. Is that what's going to happen now with the arrival of Jalen McDaniels? Does that impact Tyrese Maxey? I'm very, very interested to see what happens with Maxey and Melton here. I think they're both 12-team guys for now, but that might not remain the case. Spurs and Pistons. Pistons are three-point favorites in this one. There are a lot of ins and outs. We know Bagley's out. We know Vasell is out. And there's just a bunch of guys that we don't know. For the Spurs, um, they've listed so many guys as questionable: Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, Trey Jones, Romeo Langford, all questionable. Devonte Graham's coming over in the trade. I don't expect that he's going to be available to play. Ken Birch was traded yesterday. He might play because the Spurs were they were in Toronto when that trade went down, so he could easily just join the team, do the physical straight away, so he might play. But there's a lot of question marks on this squad. Currently, Charles Bassey's in the G League, but does he come out of the G League and get, get minutes here? Or do they go with um, Isaiah Roby as the backup center? There are big question marks there. And then on Detroit, I don't think James Wiseman's going to be available to play. Um, we know, as I said, Bagley is out and uh Noel is out. But if Wiseman's not there, like they're going to start Wiseman, apparently. I, I For who? I don't know. Is it for Stewart or is it for Duran? Don't drop Duran. Wiseman's a solid 14-team league out. Not sure about him in 12s, but he's a solid 12-team league ad. On the Spurs, we want to watch Malachi Branham. I think he is a 12-team league ad, but I do worry that his consistency issues, and if all of those guys play, Johnson, Sohan, Jones, and Langford, does he even start? Where does he um, Where does he put up your solid numbers? Can he put up enough solid numbers? I, I don't know. And then we've got um, for the Pistons, yeah, sorry. No, what am I talking about? Zach Collins I want to watch. Jeez, lost my mind. I've been talking for a long time today. Zach Collins, I expect that he starts. Now, do I expect that he plays 30 minutes? Not really. 26 to 27, I think is probably realistic. And then you've got the Roby, Birch, Bassey. Who's going to get those backup minutes? I think it will be Bassey, but that's something we need to watch there. On the Pistons, I do want to watch Jalen Duran. I think, obviously, things will be okay if Wiseman's not playing. But do they continue to limit him? In this game, without Sadiq Bey, there'll be more opportunity for Stewart to play exclusively as a four, which should push Duran's minutes over 30, unless Wiseman's there, of course. And then I also watch Killian Hayes, who started last game that the Alec Burke starting experiment lasted six games. He's gone back to the bench. Hayes is back starting. I think we should have a level of confidence that Hayes will remain a starter, but, you know, it's the Pearsons, it's Dwayne Casey. Stuff can happen, man. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions cost? Most people don't and they spend around $300, or sorry, 300 that's a lot, $80 a month, that's a lot as well, on subscriptions, and when the actual total was closer to $200, that's where my numbers are getting mixed up. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on, or that free trial that you've never even used. You can simply find the subscriptions that you don't want, and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back or forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. The next game It's the Jazz and the Raptors. Um, We're not expecting Russell Westbrook to play a single second for the Jazz. They will also be without uh, Juan Toscano Anderson and Damian Jones. So none of the traded players are going to be available. On the Raptors side of things, the Jedi, Oji Ananobi. If I can find it. But what about OG. B- stop blogs. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Ananobi is out. I don't know whether Yucca Pirtle is going to play. Again, the Spurs were in Toronto, so he could play. He's officially listed questionable to play. How his role looks is going to be really interesting. On the Jazz, I do want to watch Colin Sexton. He is locked. It, it appears as twelve-team league useful, but the question is going to be top seventy or top ninety uh, or top hundred because we know he does lack in defensive stats and rebounds assists, but he can score quite a bit. I also want to watch Oshai Baji who's getting some good minutes, but has yet to do enough to convince me he's going to be a 12-team league player. I'd rather watch his production than add him in 12s. I'd happily add him in deeper formats, but let's watch to see what it looks like here. For the Raptors, again, I don't know where the is going to play, but that is going to be a big hit to Precious Achua if he does, and a sizable hit to Boucher, although the absence of Ananobi helps Boucher play a little bit at the four alongside a Siakam but their bench still remains horribly confusing. There's still no guards on this team whatsoever, and I fear that they are going to put Gary Trent on the bench or maybe maybe may Ananobi on the bench when this team is healthy. But watching the impact of Pirtle if he plays uh, on a tour and Boucher is going to be interesting. The Hornets and the Celtics. The Boston Celtics are 10-point favorites in this game. We know that Kelly Oubre is going to be out. Cody Martin's going to be out. Jalen Brown's going to be out with that facial fracture. And Marcus Smart is going to be out. Jason Tatum has also popped, popped up on the injury report with an illness. So that's not great, obviously. But Al Horford and Rob Williams are both probable. And Grant Williams hurt his ankle last game, but he's okay to go. Mike Muscala, the traded player, don't know if he'll be available, but I don't think that really matters. Reggie Jackson was traded to the Hornets, but he's not He's expected to be bought out, so don't worry about that. And as I said, Cody Martin and Oubre are out. On the the Hornets, you know what we're watching. Oh, hi, Mark. We're also watching Nick Richards. What is old mate Steve Clifford going to do? I have confidence that Williams plays 25. I'm not going to go any further than that. I have confidence he plays 25. It does make Nick Richards a 14-team league guy and Mark Williams a 12-team league guy. But now they've got no Ubre and no Jalen McDaniels, and they didn't replace him, and there's no Cody Martin. So Gordon Hayward's going to have to play big minutes, but someone like a Bryce McGowans or JT Thor are going to have to step into a larger role as well. So watch those guys for deeper leagues, especially in the interim here with that absence of um, uh, the wings with with McDaniels and Ubre both unavailable either through injury or being on different teams. For the Celtics, I do want to watch Rob Williams. There's a lot of consternation about his poor performances, which just aren't accurate. But let's see if he's actually able to blow people away with some big games and see if maybe that can calm down some of the negativity around him. I also want to watch Peyton Pritchard because there are a bunch of guys absent. Also Sam Hauser, because with no Smart, no Brown, and maybe no Tatum, we're going to need wings and guards to play. Now, Brogdon and White are there, obviously, but Pritchard might have to play a decent role. His minutes have tailed off a bit, and they've given them to Hauser, but that's not a guarantee for every night. The Rockets and the Heat. The Heat are ten and a half point favorites here. Um, Kevin Porter will be out again. Kyle Lowry is out. Victor Oladipo is out. Duncan Robinson's out. The Rockets players who was traded in: Justin Holiday, Danny Green, uh, Frank Kaminsky. Not expecting them to play, but it is possible, and we'll see what happens there. Obviously, Eric Gordon is gone, so the the litmus test is going to be here. And this is still not an indication of what happens rest of season because with Kevin Porter out, it changes things. We know KJ Martin is starting. He's a twelve-team league player. What happens with Tari Eason here? Who are their starters? I expect that they start Dacian Nicks and they don't start Eason. I think it'll be Nicks, Green, Martin, Smith, and Shangun. Can Eason sneak another couple of minutes? I don't know. But in the last four games that he has played, he has played few minutes in Jayshawn Tate, Tari Eason. And I'm not sure that changes. But obviously, if you want to hold him, I get it. I understand that he produces back end value right now, and that's totally good to have have on your roster. But my skepticism with Eason has always been the big breakout, and I'm not sure. I'm still not sure that's going to happen. On the Heat, I want to watch Gabe Vincent. No Lowry, so he'll start again. I think he's a solid 12-team league guy. I don't know how long Lowry is going to be out, but I'm not expecting him back anytime soon. And Caleb Martin's had a couple of interesting double double games lately. I'm not super convinced on it, but. In at least fourteen team leagues, he's there. And twelve teams, there's some streamability with what Caleb is able to do. The Heat didn't really make any moves at all at the trade deadline. Wolves and the not the, the Grizzlies. Man, I am tired. Um, Stephen Adams is out. Towns is out. And then there's the traded players. Luke Kennard. I don't think he will play. Um, Mike Conley, maybe. And then there's the actual injured players in Minnesota, Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson, who missed the last game. There's also Nikhil Alexander-Walker, but Austin Rivers comes off his suspension. So there's an opportunity for some interesting situations um, depending on how these injury statuses go. Jalen Noel was great last game. He played 29 minutes. But I don't think that should be our expectation moving forward, especially if Conley, Anderson, and Gobert plays. Now, if those guys are out, then things can definitely change. But we do want to watch Noel. Now, I don't think that you need to rush to add Noel in 12-10 leagues. Um, I, if you do it, I get it. But I just think that Conley for Russell's a straight swap. But if Conley's out, then Noel's a great stream on this day like this. And Torian Prince was great last game as well. That was with Kyle Anderson out. So we need to pay attention to see whether Anderson's out because then Prince gets some value. For the Grizzlies, I do want to watch Xavier T. Illman. Will he get the start? Again, I seems like he's almost locked in as the starter over Brandon Clark. And I think neither of those guys are must-roster 12-team league players. I also watched Santi Aldama, who's had a couple of little interesting performances. And with Danny Green gone and Luke Kennard probably not going to play, do they go with a little bit more Aldama at the three? That's at least interesting for deeper formats, I think. I wouldn't say it's mandatory, but it's at least interesting. Today's episode... Is brought to you by Fanjul. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is Fanjul, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, Fanjul. And if you're new to Fanjul, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download Fanjul now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Fanjul lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who'll score a touchdown. If we look ahead, what do we think? The, are the uh, Eagles going to be one and a half point favorites? Of course they are. Absolutely no change in that whatsoever. What is this? Any player to record an octopus. I've never heard the term octopus. Apparently it's scoring a touchdown and a two point conversion on the same drive. For that to happen, it's a plus 1300. Huh. What an interesting bet. I've never heard the term octopus in my life, but that's fine. Because the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all... You can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet. On Super Bowl 57, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go to the Cavs. They're taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. Rubio is out of this one. He is, or is he? Maybe I've misread that. No, I'm pretty sure he's out. I think it's a back-to-back. Uh, yeah, is sitting out the first of a back-to-back here, but Garland and Mitchell are going to be returning. Windler is out, Zion is out, Dyson Daniels is out. I don't expect the recently acquired Josh Richardson to play, um, and that just means that Kyra Lewis keeps his role in the rotation there. I want to watch Isaac Okoro because he's playing better. He's at above 25 minutes for five consecutive games. He's getting some steals. He's been top 100 over the last week. I don't think he's a 12-team ad. But he's in the mix to at least be a 12-team streamer. And Dean Wade is getting some pretty strong minutes as well. He's kicked Kevin Love out of the rotation. He's getting 20 minutes most nights now. That's at least a deeper league one because he's getting that role. On the Pelicans, we're always wanting to watch what happens with Trey, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, and RG Marshall. Jones has had a couple of decent offensive games, which is pushing him back into the onto the radar. I don't think he's necessarily must roster, but he's moving, moving closer. And then I also want to watch the Larry Nance, Jonas Valanciunas situation at center. Nance has been pretty strong, but there's always going to be the opportunity for him to have a dud, while Valanciunas has still got an opportunity to be pretty good here, and I think that's going to die when Zion returns. The Thunder and the Blazers. The Blazers are three and a half point favorites here. I don't expect, well, we know Nurkic and Winslow will be out. Um, We know uh, Pokashevsky will be out. Maybe they bring Robinson Earl back from the G League, I don't know, and I don't expect that Matisse-Thibel plays, but there is a chance for Cam Reddish. Um, Lou Dort's questionable. And then there's Dario Saric, who was traded to the Thunder as well. I want to see what happens at center for the Thunder because Pig Williams has been playing much better. He started two games in a row. Can he make that three in a row? Or will the acquisition of Saric and Kenrich Williams have an impact on him or the return of Robinson Earl? There are a lot of things to watch there with that. And I also want to watch the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's rock. He's absolutely rolling. Uh, just over the last two months or so. He had a couple of quiet games, but last game he was amazing in that one against the Lakers on Tuesday. Let's see what he's able to do. Does Dort impact him at all? I don't think so, but we always want to pay attention there. And for the Blazers, if Reddish and Thibel aren't available... Is Little gonna start? I I would expect he starts at the small forward position. I don't think he's much of a streamer, but watching his role, or if they go with Shaden Sharp, what he's able to do, who's been a poor fantasy producer this season so far, Sharp. I also want to watch the Drew Eubanks Trended Watford situation. It's looking a little bit like they're gonna be like both fringe players who aren't must, or neither of them must frost and really hard to catch lightning in a bottle there. I still would stick with Eubanks over Watford, but yeah, I could be swayed either way on that. Mavs and the Kings. We've got the Kings' two-point favourites here. Maxi Kleber will be out. Davis Bertans will be out. And Luka Doncic is questionable. This is the first of a back-to-back for Dallas. So, Doncic, you think, it is at risk of missing one of those with that heel contusion. On the Mavs, I do want to watch um, Reggie Bullock because he's been really good the last couple of games. Can he keep that up if Luka plays? Is it fluke? Will he stay in the starting lineup, or Or will it be Josh Green? And then we want to watch Christian Wood because these two games back have been bad. 19 and 17 minutes. Is it because of a broken thumb? Or is it because with Kyrie Irving there, they don't trust him as a big-minute starter? I that is almost one of the biggest questions of us to watch on Friday: is what the hell happens with Christian Wood? On the Kings. I want to watch Kevin Herter. It's been really poor from him lately. I don't know that he's necessarily a must-roster player. Malik Monk's outplaying him. I like Monk as a streamer for the short term. And Herder is looking like a, a, a drop or someone like Keegan Murray. is just a back-end guy to me. He gets really hot with his points and threes. He struggles with most other categories. And when he's hot, it's great. And when he's cold, he's, he's not. He's only the 150th ranked player so far this season. He's had some nice moments for sure on the back of some really good shooting. But I just want to see if we can start to get a bit more usage, a bit more consistency in role and in minutes. I think this is the last game we're looking at before we do streaming. It is the Bucks and the Clippers. The Clippers are one and a half point favorites. This is a back-to-back for Milwaukee. Portis will be out. I'm expecting Middleton's going to be out because it's a back-to-back. Kawhi Leonard is resting. They said they're going to be ramping his minutes down through the All-Star break and they actually giving him a game off here. Um, I don't expect that Mason... Actually, no, Mason Plumlee has been ruled out, the cockroach, as he comes across in the trade. They've already said, no, he's not playing. Nor is Eric Gordon, nor is the five-minute man, Bones Highland. I don't know why Doncic is there because Doncic doesn't play for this team, so apologies for that. I think Giannis will be listed as questionable um, because it's a back-to-back, so I think there's a risk of him not playing. There's also Jay Crowder, who I don't expect to play given he hasn't played in so long, and it's a uh, you know, trade deadline approval situation. I, I don't think he'll be ready to go either. What we want to watch, though, on the Bucks, if Giannis is out and Middleton's out, What happens with Pat Connaughton? What happens with Brook Lopez, who's been struggling a little bit? But what we're gonna get out of the Bucks is not really indicative of what happens moving forward. Because you might have Crowder, Middleton, and Giannis all out, along with Bobby Portis. Joe Ingles will return because he's sitting out Thursday, so he'll play on Friday. But my expectation is that Middleton will sit and that Giannis has a chance of sitting as well. For the Clippers, without Kawhi and without Plumlee, Gordon Highland there's a real opportunity for Terrence Mann to be streamed in. And Norman Powell should get massive opportunity with usage. There's no Reggie Jackson. Remember, there's no John Wall. Um... So we, and, and there's no Kawhi and there's no Gordon and Highland and Plumlee. So big opportunities. Maybe a last hurrah for Ivica Zubat. a big opportunity for Man. a big opportunity for Marcus Morris there as well. Quite a few teams have a back-to-back on Friday, Saturday. There's a lot of guys that you can add here sometime, some long-term, but just if you want at least the back-to-back value, these are the guys we're going to look at. Mark Williams, very easy to add. Charles Bassey I'm putting here. I have no confidence in that. I wouldn't rush to add him. I don't know whether he gets recalled from the G League or if he's even the backup. But if we hear that he is, he's interesting. Hartenstein, good back-to-back situation. Zach Collins, pretty confident he's going to start. Kelly Olenek, he's available, and I would add him. Um, Josh Green on the back-to-back, I sort of think that Doncic will sit one of those games, so Green has some value. Malik Monk's playing really well. The back-to-back suits him. And Caleb Martin on the back-to-back is pretty good. If we're just looking at Friday streaming, even though there's 11 games on, you might have an opportunity here. Mark Williams, obviously number one. Uh, Drew Eubanks, Zach Collins, Charles Bassey, maybe. Isaiah Hartenstein, look at all those centers, man. Uh, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, and Kelly Linick. There's a lot of centers that can be available for short-term and long-term use. For deeper leagues, Sam Houses can have a pretty decent role, I think. Terrence Mann, also in a good spot with Kawhi out. You've got Kenrich Williams, Nasir Little, um, throw in Pig Williams there as well. Hamadou Diallo, maybe in Detroit. Isaiah Joe, especially for his threes. Trenton Watford, he's like a nice 14 streamer. Same as Isaac Okoro. And for points leagues, these guys are all available in 40% of leagues. Killian Hayes, he should be rostered. Mark Williams, Zach Collins, Bronco Williams, Isaiah Stewart. I don't really like him as a uh, long-term one, but he is sol- solid to add for um, Friday. KJ Martin, even Precious Achua with OG out. I don't mind him as a 12-team point stream. And Hartenstein's there as well. If we go to the chunks, that's the next four days. We've got low-volume games. In the next four days, there is not one single team that plays more than one low-volume game. So you can't really get an advantage by streaming for that because the two low-volume games are Saturday-Sunday and no one plays the Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. So you can't add someone with the advantage of doing that. There are a lot of teams that play three games in four nights, but there's no one who has the the two low-volumes over the next four days. Those teams that play three games in four nights are the Miami Heat, the Cavs, the Sixers, the Mavericks, the Jazz, the Spurs, the Pacers, the Knicks, and the Hornets. But remember, there's an 11-game day on Friday and an 11-game day on Monday. So if you add those three and four, do you actually play them every single night? That is really important to note. And if we look at just the next four nights, these guys are all, I think, top 100 per game over the next four nights. So if they are available, they are worth adding. Mark Williams has got... All these guys got two games apart from a couple at the end. Mark Williams with two. Killian Hayes with two. Drew Eubanks with two. Jalen Williams with two. Isaiah Hartenstein with three. Daniel Gafford with two. Kelly Linick with three. And Zach Collins with three over the next four nights. Lots of value in a bunch of different centers that you can add in. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, please thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.